0: okay so we've talked about politics and we've talked about uh some things that are happening with abortion and what's happening in ukraine let's talk about some smaller stories that don't particularly get a lot of traction out there that's really within the culture it doesn't have much to do with politics everything is politics don't forget politics is downstream of culture what you see in the political world was happened in the culture first so let's take a look at some of this stuff this is gene and you're listening to dumbasses talking politics hey hey this is gene welcome back to dumbasses talking politics one of the things i've wanted to do with this podcast is actually make it more about culture than politics now i've failed in that for the first i don't know 400 episodes I want to bring it back because culture is very important. They talk about the culture wars and the culture wars are important because the culture wars wars will determine policy in the future. And that's important to, to know, to be able to see. For example, when gay marriage came out back in the 90s and 2000s, one of the problems I had with gay marriage is the militancy of gay marriage. I wasn't against Two adult men or two adult females getting married, even though technically they already had the rights, they had civil union rights. I, and one of the hardest parts about me arguing against gay marriage was that I really thought they should be able to get married and be monogamous. I never, I never had a problem with that. And then I realized, well, wait a minute, today I realize that they have civil unions. I don't see I don't like the redefinition of marriage. I really don't like the redefinition of marriage. But I don't see two gay men or two gay women actually being married. They are in a civil union. You can't get married in a church. That's a true marriage. If I married Josie tomorrow, it would be a civil union because I've been married and my church uh, does not believe in second marriages or divorce. So it would be a civil union. And I began to kind of accept that. The problem I had with gay marriage was the militancy of the LGBT community. Now it's become LGBT, and then it became LGBTQ, then it became LGBTQ+. plus. That was the problem I had with it. It would expand. That's where I came up with the Give a Mouse a Cookie Principle. I think it's important to take a look at the cultural battles that are going on out there. Because the cultural battles will begin to affect everybody in the future. And that's why I think it's very important. Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire does this very well. He doesn't talk too much about politics. He doesn't talk about a lot of politics. But he does. He brings up mostly about the culture. And that's what I think is important. Because these culture wars start. Now, again, with the LGBTQ community, now we're beginning to see that that community is beginning to infect our kids. And that's why culture, it needs to be stopped. If we can see that there's something out there that could lead to something very bad, we should probably hit that off and start pointing some of that stuff out. Because right now, you look at the world today, you look at the country today. Now they're trying to trans kids they're trying, and there's going to be a lot of that in the culture right now. And we can see the culture has been infected with some of this really sick stuff. And it's becoming normalized. And I want to be clear about something. Being a trans whatever, and trans woman, there's no such thing. You're a man, you're always going to be a man. You can never transition into a woman. That's, that's really not a thing. So even the language, and that's what the LGBTQ community is famous for, is changing words, changing language, or expanding language. They've done it with racism, where everything is racist. And then they can sit there and just, I mean, they've even changed what the term racist means. And then we can take a look at, at, uh, we can take a look at just about any word, phobe, phobias. People have forgotten what a phobia is. A phobia is an innate fear of something. So, if you don't believe in the trans community, you are a transphobe. Well, I don't fear trans people. I just don't believe in the. I just don't believe in the in the lifestyle. I don't think it's natural, and we've talked about what's natural and what's normal, right? natural is nature. It's objective. It doesn't change. A man cannot become a woman, period. A woman cannot become a man, period. Likewise, gay people can never have children. That's the difference between natural and normal. Natural says, no, this is how it's set up. This is how it works. And that's it. Normal changes all the time. And we see that with gay marriage. When they legalized gay marriage, everyone, now it's normal. There is no, no one is thinking that there. Well, there's going to be a law that actually gets rid of gay marriage. It's not going to happen. So that's why I think it's important to talk about the culture. And that's what we're going to do today. So, well, I mean, some of these stories are just kind of funny. They're kind of silly, some of them are not. One of them isn't. It's not silly or funny at all. It's actually kind of dangerous. So before we get to that, we need to talk about a little bit of politics. So the economy, the, the um, CPI report came out today, the Consumer Price Index. And uh, inflation did, not, did go down a tick. It didn't go down a lot. It's currently at 8.3%. Last month it was at 8.4%. Uh, I'm sorry, in March, it was 8.4%. So in April, it came down to 8.3%. So inflation is still way up. um, And uh, the supply chain problems are still being pointed to. Even CNN had to admit yesterday, yesterday, because I did talk about this yesterday. I didn't see CNN until today. Uh, They talked about uh, the fact that we're running out of baby formula. And of course, CNN tried to put a skid into it, well, you can breastfeed. And we talked about, well, that's not really, breastfeeding is not necessarily an option for some people. And then they point out, well, people lived without baby formula for years. Yeah, but the mortality rate of babies when we didn't have formula was actually substantially higher than it is today. So CNN tried to swing it, they didn't really succeed because a lot of the stuff they were talking about is common sense stuff. So it didn't work out. So let's go to uh, the crazy here. According to the New York Post, quote, In July 2021, Democratic Governor Kate Brown signed a controversial Menstrual Dignity Act, which requires all K-12 through schools to provide free sanitary products to students along with instructions on their use fox news reported now they mean menstrual products for everyone everyone including little boys so they are putting menstrual products in little boys in the uh, restrooms of boys so in a statement the portland public schools Release. they said, quote, starting next year, 2022-2023, products will be available in all restrooms, male, female, and all gender restrooms, in every PPS building where education occurs. To ensure timely compliance, PPS ordered 500 dispensers. Dispensers have been installed in all elementary and middle school girls' restrooms, And more will be installed in all remaining bathrooms, including boys' restrooms next year. So the public schools in Portland are putting tampon and maxi pad dispensers in boys' bathrooms. Because, as you know, boys can menstruate. If you can't tell, I'm being kind of sarcastic there. Um, Except boys can't menstruate. All the dispensers and products will be available for boys and girls for free. Now, I was a boy once. I was a little boy once. And I remember I used to just have a lot of fun with crap they used to give you for free. Can you imagine what little boys are going to do with free maxi pads and tampons? Yeah, this isn't going to work out. The statement continues... Uh, instructions on how to use tampons and pads will be posted in all bathrooms. I would love to get a hold of those instructions in the little boy's room. I'd love to to figure out exactly what those instructions are going to say for a little boy. How they are going to use a maxi pad or a tampon. I'm sure that's going to be later on. It's going to come up. The article continued. The article from the New York Post continued. In March, the State Education Department also issued a Menstrual Dignity for Students toolkit containing instructions on how to use menstrual products and tips for menstruation positive language for families. Now, I was raised by a mother, I was raised by a grandmother, and I had three sisters. I had two sisters, I also had three daughters. There's nothing dignified about menstruation. Zero. I don't know how they're going to make that, how they're going to dignify that. Anyway, continuing. Importantly, the, the Menstrual Dignity Act affirms the right to menstrual dignity for transgender, intersex, non-binary, and two-spirit students. By addressing the challenges that some students have managing menstruation while minimizing negative attention that could put them at risk of harm, navigating experience of gender dysphoria during menstruation, part of the kids instruction read. Research also connects gender-affirming bathroom access to support students' safety at school, it added. What a load of crap. Don't let anyone tell you that they are not teaching radical gender theory in schools, because you know they are. Not only are they teaching it, they're now making it part of the school culture. Not everyone agrees with this, probably because it's insane. Oregon gubernatorial candidate and conservative writer Bridget Barton blew up on Oregon Governor Kate Brown, who, by the way, is a really crappy governor. She said, quote, radical leftist woke policies are destroying Oregon from our streets to our businesses to our schools. But as a mom, a new grandmother, and a Republican candidate for Oregon governor, I can't believe we're discussing this. America's most unpopular governor, Kate Brown, is putting free tampons in the boys' bathrooms of Oregon elementary schools. Clearly, Brown cares more about what's going on in the bathrooms than than what's going on in the classrooms. This is absolutely correct. Um, Oregon has one of the worst school systems in the country. Uh, Oregon is still putting together their build their feder- their buildings, their city buildings, state buildings and federal buildings from the 2020 riots, which by the way, she supported. And now the big important thing is we got to put tampons and instructions on how to use them for little boys. This is the party of science. Now, why is this important? Because they're propagating what I would call the great lie here that boys can be girls and girls can be boys. We keep talking about the great lie. This is it. Okay, this next story kind of related to... No, no kind of. It is related to this story, but it's not funny. Next month is Gay Pride Month or LGBTQ plus Pride Month. I can't keep track of what they call it. and I should be able to because they have like a gay pride month or an LGBTQ plus pride month every two weeks or so. Um, and by the way, I, I, I've decided that next month I am going to go on Twitter and officially say that it is not gay pride month. It is straight pride month. And every day I will point out that there were a lot of famous people in the history of the United States and the world that were actually straight. That's all I really have to say. Why not? We should not have Pride Month. Um, well, anyway, when these things come up, there's always these companies that have a tendency of kissing the ass of the LGBT community. One of the stores that does this is Target. They will have a section of nothing but LGBTQ crap like shirts and shorts with rainbows on it, clothes with pride statements. I think they even had a suit that was all freaking rainbowed up for pride. Well, they've decided to go a step further this year. So here's a couple of paragraphs from Bustle Magazine, muscle.com, which is a pro-LGBTQ uh, mag- Q, uh, site. June is only weeks away, which means corporate windows across the country will soon be rainbow washed with vibrant colors of Pride Month. But as you, we know, creating quality Pride March isn't simply slapping a Technicolor flag on a $10 t-shirt and calling it a day. Queer talent must be employed behind the scenes, not just within the promotional content. Funds must be donated to the LGBTQ plus charities and brands toting inclusion and acceptance must practice this within their company within their company culture year round. In other words, this is an instruction. This these are a set of instructions. These are the demands of the LGBT community. And before this guy, gal, it I don't know what it is, they, I whatever, I shouldn't use preferred pronouns, this is what they have to do in order to be woke. So continuing with the article, thankfully, Target's latest collaborations hit the mark. The superstore known for their quick-to-sell fashion collabs has re- released two new collaborations ahead of Pride Month, launching accessible gender-affirming products for everybody and, and for everybody and every body. What makes these collaborations different from every other rainbow-splattered product in your local store? Target partnered with TomboyX and Humankind, two queer-owned, female-founded brands. Well, I mean, what's a woman? What do you mean, female-founded? We don't even know what a woman is today. I mean, look at the last story. To create these much-needed lines. Uh, These are much-needed products, huh? that they're talking about by the way the lgbt crap that target has they have them there year round no one buys them here's 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 this big secret about 70 about what was it 80 80 percent of people don't buy this crap and i mean that literally 80 percent of people do not buy this stuff anyway the article continues The Tomboy X Collab features undergarments like compression tops. Okay, stand by on that. I'll explain what some of this crap is. A comfortable alternative to chest binders, as well as packing underwear. Okay, just hold on, I'll tell you. Bras, hold on, I'll tell you what that is. And boy shorts, I don't know what that is. I'm not even going to bother looking at it. In size S to 4X, small to 4X. Humankind's line, on the other hand, includes various swimsuit styles such as swim trunks, tops, and unisuits. As binders and gender-affirming swimsuits are notoriously difficult to find. Again, you know why? Because 80% of the people don't buy this shit. Stuff. Sorry. Uh, This accessible drop will be making shopping for everyday garments much easier. Okay. Now, in case you don't know what a chest binder is or a compression top's, they're torture instruments. What these tops do is they're made to press the breasts of girls down so they don't the breasts do not stick up and do not are something that can be noticed. And a if you don't know what a um, chest packing underwear is, that's underwears that girls who want to be boys wear, where there is something sewn into the underwear that makes them look like they have a penis. Boy shirts, I have no idea what those are. And of course, um, swimwear that they're talking about uh, does pretty much the same thing. Now, this would be funny if it weren't for the fact that compression tops and chest binders are dangerous and damaging. According to prideandpractice.org, and by the way, um, the WebMD said the same thing. I think pride, prideandpractice.org Practice.org just pulled it from WebMD. Even a dedicated binder is not without risk, and binding improperly or for too long can lead to chest and back pain, rib bruising and fractures. Uh, rib bruising and fractures, shortness of breath, overheating and skim damage. Now what's funny, what's not funny is WebMD said the exact same thing, but then they recommended where you can get this stuff. You see how this is becoming normalized? That even WebMD, a site where articles are written by doctors, is recommending where you can get chest binders. Now, one thing that WebMD did leave out is the permanent damage these things can cause. It can make it that it creates deformity in the breasts and even takes away their functionality. So a chick that wears this for too long, could end up being a being unable to breastfeed. What's real tragic about this if you are 23 years old and you decide to do that that's one thing but they're selling this to 13 year olds. Very disturbing stuff. Well target apparently is going to end up being another store that I do not uh, shop at. okay, here's a good idea. Uh, we know that math is racist. We know that literature is racist. We know that hard work is racist. Being motivated is racist. Being on time is racist. And we know that tests are racist. You know who agrees with that? The American Bar Association. Now, according to the Daily Wire, the American Bar Association, ABA, has endorsed dropping the standardized test, which is called the LSAT, Required for admission to law school in a newly released memo of organizations, the potential removal of the law school admissions test (LSAT) could significantly change the admi- admissions process used in the nation's law school. So you don't, you now you don't have to take a test to prove that you're able to get through law school, which is what the test is really made for. Um, granted, yes, your undergrad scores are important, your undergrad grades are important, but so's passing the test. Because guess what? Law school is hard. It's even harder than undergrad studies. Um, I took the LSAT test. It was a very tough test. I studied for about six months and was only able to get a little bit above average. I was about a 70%. So I didn't do great on the test. And there was no way I was going to Harvard. That test is why I decided not to go to law school. I had, among other things, there were other circumstances there, but I could have gotten into a law school with that test. But I knew it would be very hard for me. I knew I would struggle. So I decided not to spend the $200,000 to get a degree and still not be able to be a Supreme Court justice. I was going to be limited in a career. The ABA released the following statement eliminating the requirement of a valid and reliable admission test also eliminates some of the challenges inherent in determining which tests are in fact valid and reliable for law school admissions. LSAT test has been around forever. So, although of course law schools must still show their use of an admission test, should they choose to require one, it is consistent with the sound admission practices and procedures. Law school is nothing but a challenge. I'm telling you this right now. It's nothing but a challenge. It's hard, and it should be hard to get into a law school. But the problem is the ABA, and they've said this in other statements, they believe that people of color are not getting into law school because of these tests. These tests are culturally uh, racist. They're systemically racist, or they're systemically, they're made to keep black people or people of color out of law school. Okay. Um, here's, here's the story though. Uh, law schools, the biggest law school in the country, Harvard Law has the highest number of uh, people of color in their law program. And they have had real issues with this. There are several books that talk about this. I believe one of the books is, uh, is White Guilt by Shelby Steele. He brings this up. One of the things they Harvard Law professors find is that people of color who are led in because of their race actually have a harder time graduating. And a lot of teachers have said this is one of the reasons why the standards can't change, that you must take your test. You must go through the process of getting into a law school. Because the process of getting into a law school is also a process that determines whether or not you have the ability to get through law school. I don't think that's insane. The process of getting to a law school is extremely hard. And even though I could have gone to law school, I realized this is way too hard. I I, I can't do this. My life, I can't change my life this way because I have kids, I'm married, I need to work full-time. there's no way I'd survive this process. Now here's the thing, we, we've all come across bad lawyers, okay lawyers who probably should have never been practicing law. But those lawyers, no matter how much they uh, how much they hurt the individual they're representing, they won't kill that individual they're representing. Here's what's scary with this attitude: the American Medical Association is putting this crap. Now you have to wonder if you have a person of color who's about to operate you on you. Is that person of color a a uh, a person that got through law school uh, uh, excuse me medical school? Because he's really good at medicine, and he's very thorough, and he's very smart? Or did he become a doctor because he's black, or he's Mexican? This is something the AMA is actually proposing, that they get rid of testing for people to get into medical school. All right, in our last story... And by the way, tomorrow, I've got a great story for you. I, I swear to you, I, I need to stop looking at news before I do these podcasts because I tell you, I, I find 50 other things. And this one involves Mon- Madonna and NFTs. I think this story is absolutely hyster. That story is absolutely hysterical. And I just showed why some of these virtual commodities are just such crap. So here we go. Uh, there has been a major controversy at Starbucks over the last two or three months, and I almost brought this up before, but I didn't. Uh, people are have been protesting Starbucks because Starbucks is selling non-dairy creamer or ve- vegan creamer for seventy cents a container. The big group that was protesting this was the people uh, for the Ethical Treatment of Animals or PETA, which is this group is an insane, insane group. This is not a normal... This is the group that would protest makeup testing by running around New York City naked. That, that's what these people do. Their founder, who's dead now, actually said she would appreciate it that when she died, people ate her flesh instead of the flesh of animals. That, it, it, that, that's how insane this group is. This week, um, this week actor and vegan, also Oscar-nominated actor, I might add, James Cromwell, decided to join this protest. So he went to a Starbucks in New York, I think it was New York, wearing a pro-Peter shirt and super glued his hand to the counter, which is what Peter has been doing. Other Peter members were there, they were recording this whole mess, they were chanting, and Cromwell ended up making a statement. Just, uh, here you go, you can listen to him talk. now when will you stop charging us more for vegan milk when will you stop raking in huge profits while customers animals and the environment suffer the senseless upcharge hurts animals now I have a, a couple of things to say about this um they're protesting Starbucks, which is one of the most left-leaning companies in the country. This is a company that used to let homeless people use their restrooms because there was a big argument that homeless people are... They, they they're started in Washington. There are so many homeless people. They used to have the homeless people go into their stores to use their restrooms until the homeless people jacked up their restrooms and they stopped doing that. What this is proof of is the left always eats itself, eventually. They're always going to protest you. You're never going to win. You you can never be a company. Because Starbucks is a company for profit. Whether they say they are or aren't, they are a company for profit. And they can have all this left-leaning belief system, and it just never works out. They're always going to get protested. Um, and they are protesting not because... Starbucks doesn't have a vegan alternative, but because they are charging for that vegan alternative. Here's the kicker most coffee shops don't have a vegan alternative. If these people wanted to protest, why didn't they protest there? Well, they didn't protest there because they knew Starbucks would do everything they could not to kick them out. Starbucks would buy their BS. And Wouldn't want to kick them out and they 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 try not to do that They try not to get the police to come out. They, they don't want to do that. They're safe in Starbucks And by the way vegan alternatives have to be produced cow milk doesn't and That's the whole problem. That's why they're charging you someone has to manufacture a vegan alternative to cream that costs more money and the cost pushed down to them. Now, if you, you, they do have a point that if you guys actually bought this crap, you'd give it for free. But it's not free to make. And finally, and of course, this is the most important part. Um, James Cromwell is worth $8 million. I think he can afford the extra $0.70 cents for vegan creamer. Heck, if he really believed in all that crap, give Starbucks an extra $500.00. And make, and make Starbucks give out the creamer for free until the $500 is wasted. He can afford it. And I'll give you a step further. In fact, I'll give you, go a step further. I'll go out on a limb here and say that anyone who can afford a $5 cup of coffee from Starbucks, they probably can afford the $0.70 cents for the vegan alternative. So this is, this is all... It's stupid. It looks stupid. And it's just, it shows you the the elites, and every one of those people was, looked upper middle class and white. You didn't have people of color there pro- protesting. That's the problem with the left. It is about the elites. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Uh, I'm still working on my video. I've got a lot to go there. Uh, Hope you have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.